welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are discussing season four, episode seven, A Pharaoh to Remember. I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by the always memorable Alex Koontz. Alex, how's it Oh, going? thank you so much. Yeah, what does the Bender uh, statue say? It remember say, me. Remember me. <laughs> that yeah. would have been a great way to come on if you were just like, remember me. <laughs> no, instead uh, it was a question about the episode that I just watched as usual. <laughs> yeah, people are going to be confused because we ended the last one being like, we're about to get on the next one but we didn't do that this is a week later yeah. so welcome to the future the yeah past, I, I, I remember actively ending that podcast with like okay great we'll see you in a second and in my mind I was like I'm ending this recording I'm not doing this <laughs> right now just yeah straight up lying <laughs> yeah I was like oh should I just keep going you're like no I was like oh great yeah. okay. uh, yes also Alex notably I had to get you to listen to the end of our last yes. episode famously you do not listen to our podcast but you do sometimes ask I me live to in the in moment wacky things for you <laughs> I just add work to your plate. Uh, yeah, tell me about your process of or or your reaction to finding the Gunsmoke opening credits and adding it to the to the podcast. Yeah, Thought, so initially that? initially my plan was not to tell you I had done this and to come on this recording and be like, Alex, I will give you $100 if you can remember what you asked me <laughs> to put in there last week. And I think I would have won. But anyway, I was like, no, he needs to hear it because I put this hard work in. I wasn't sure as I was going through. I was like, does he want this bit where he's riding the horse or does he want this part like with the town? <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, I, it was so not clear I, to me. I, I looked it up because I was trying to remember, okay, what did Ron Rodman, my music of film professor, what was he obsessed with? And I don't think maybe it wasn't any of these. I might have been just like totally wrong about the show. <laughs> I believe it is the shot of the the cowboy in town, like, yeah, shooting like in a shootout. I believe it was that Rod Rodman was very concerned with the imagery of the gun and the angles and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, lots to dive into there. So yeah, I, I believe that was it. But I also didn't really remember those exact shots. So who knows? Maybe, maybe <laughs> a rich text. Show. Yeah. Much like Futurama. Yeah. I like the the game of Alex. I will give you $100 to remember something from the previous podcast <laughs> recording as like the corollary to try to guess this episode that you've never <laughs> seen before and then being like equally as difficult. Uh -huh. Yes, equally difficult. And also the risk, though, is much higher to me where sometimes you might get it <laughs> sure. right and then I'm at $100. Yes. So Alex, how was your week? My week was good. I have an uh, update on I told the story of catfishing as mm -hmm. a Seinfeld viewer. Uh, I was yes. swiping on my friends. Uh, it was Hinge. And there was a there was a guy who said, Oh, I like Seinfeld, whatever. And then I liked him for her for her and dropped a black and white cookie reference she did she knows nothing about Seinfeld they have now <laughs> matched and there was like a big long process of like I sent her like an, I kept sending her references the guy responded with something about throwing up which of course is not like the yeah. greatest line to, to be dropping on on hinge but I guess it's a Seinfeld reference and she was like I don't know I don't know like, what, what do I do says. with this <laughs> yeah so I I was down to like continue the to continue the bit but she eventually came clean that she was catfishing and I think they set up a, a first date so all right he didn't lose interest immediately and he was like you don't love Seinfeld at all yeah exactly I mean I would be again I was saying you know I would have swiped on a woman that was referencing Seinfeld or or The Simpsons or any of these shows. And I feel like I would have been disappointed if they were like, oh, yeah, I, I actually don't care. And I actually know nothing of what you speak. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, every now and then there'd be people who'd be like, I can outquote The Simpsons at you. And I was like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it didn't work on you. me though. There were times where I was like, oh, I should swipe right just to be like, I'm going to prove that I know more than you. Men love when yeah. you know more than them about things. They love. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so anyway, it's fine. Uh, what did you think of A Pharaoh to Remember? I thought you ironically a... don't remember. Yeah, A Pharaoh <laughs> to kind of remember. I think it was a totally passable episode. Very Planet of the Week. Very much. We're just doing a bunch of Egypt jokes. But yes. yeah, you know, it was fun. I, I, I will say that I, I guess let me first ask you, what, what what's your take on it? So I remembered this being better than it is. I wish you could see what is going on outside my window right now. <laughs> if a tree comes through this and kills me, I need you to call an ambulance or something. Okay. Hold on. I'll, I'll get in touch with Jeremy. I think that's my only recourse for saving your life. Out. Yeah, I remembered this being better than it was. There are definitely some funny lines. I think the the way it's written is quite good, better than some other Planet of the Week stuff. Maybe not as strong an episode overall as I thought, especially once I watched the one we're going to talk about next. But mm -hmm. I enjoyed this. I think it's very fun. A fun episode, but you're right. Just a lot of like Egypt jokes. <laughs> yeah. I, a listener, Daniel, wrote in, and normally we kind of like read these at the end, but I think that this is relevant. In, and the relevance is just like my general apathy towards <laughs> this episode and the show in general. He was saying that, Oh, he didn't watch The Simpsons growing up, bad family values, et cetera, et cetera. Parents wouldn't yeah. let him watch. So he started watching a couple of months ago. And he says, it's been an above average, but not amazing experience. It got me wondering how much nostalgia is involved when people tell me that seasons five through eight are the funniest seasons of television ever. Uh, if they were able to go back to a completely blank slate, would they enjoy the show as much? And then he says, it's brought me to Alex in the podcast. I was able to watch Futurama growing up and had the first four seasons practically memorized. Alex seems lukewarm on the show as a whole. I'm just here going. <laughs> this episode was a perfect 10. What, what don't you what don't you get? And I I responded saying, yeah, the uh, every moment is precious. Uh, the precious gift. Yeah, yeah, I think that was probably on the Simpsons Center now. Sorry, what is this person's name? This is Daniel. Daniel. So Daniel, I don't know if you heard the Simpsons then and now, but I think that is something that we did say at the time of like our spouses not liking the Simpsons enough and being like, why mm -hmm. aren't you laughing? <laughs> so certainly. However, that being said, Jeremy has been seeing someone who is watching the Simpsons and she is enjoying the early seasons quite a okay. bit. And I don't know how much of that is her being like, I don't know, it's good and just being kind. But he was saying it's reintroducing him to some very solid episodes that he'd kind of forgotten from like season two. So Interesting. Yeah, I, it made me think about. I mean, clearly, I would say that this is all nostalgia of yes. like, you know, how can somebody possibly watch those beloved Simpsons seasons and not love it? And from Daniel's perspective, how can I be watching these great Futurama episodes and like be lukewarm on it? And so it's like yeah. clearly nostalgia. Do you what is like the most recent and also probably like adult cynicism probably adds into it uh, to some degree too <laughs> do you have a piece of media from the past you know 10 years that rivals the things that you grew up with in your childhood or is it just like 100 of your love for media is like based on nostalgia see past 10 years i mean i feel like that means that like parks and rec is in there Shit's creek Shit's creek is the first one i love Shit's creek more than anything so yeah i think that's a good one and that was like i watched that during covid let's see yeah parks and rec would have been like within the last 10 years most of that and that's like that's like my top two shows bojack okay but do you do you think these all rival the simpsons like 
Bojack, no, not in terms of like yeah. how connected to it I feel. But yeah. Shit's Creek, I'd say yes. Really? Parks and Rec, I'd say yes. Yeah, just in terms of like I watch them again and again and they're like comfort viewing for me. And I think yeah. like if someone was to be like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, what are you talking about? What is wrong yeah. with you? Like, did you not watch the same thing I watched? You must, must have watched it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. for me, do you know of Elden Ring, the video game? I think we've discussed Elden Ring. Yeah, I... I think Elden Ring is like legitimately maybe my favorite video game ever, like dethroning Ocarina of Time or like mm -hmm. Ocarina of Time only has nostalgia to stand on in that competition. And like yes. that is one of the things where it's like, oh, wow, this is as good as all of my favorite things as, as a kid. And then. I don't know, Spider-Verse movies. Those yeah. are really good. Very, yeah, I think we're but just like, very jaded as part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just hate everything. Yeah, I will say I am playing Ocarina of Time again, not to derail us, but I am playing uh -huh. it again. And I am like, I don't know, I have two temples left and I'm enjoying myself. But like, my God, after playing 200 hours of Tears of the Kingdom, following wow. up on like 300 hours of Breath of the Wild, I'm just like, this yeah. is a small little world. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I will stand for no Ocarina of Time is bad. Especially it's not bad. It's just like the, what, the, yeah. the leaps and bounds that we've covered since then. I just hadn't revisited it since either of those yeah. games came out. And I'm just like, wow, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, very small. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's a, I, I, I was contemplating nostalgia and, you know, whether any of our takes are valid for anyone because like just nostalgia <laughs> is going to dominate anyone's opinion of any piece of media yeah i do think it's wild to think about that for you a lot of this is like a first viewing i don't think i yeah. think about that i think when i'm watching it I'm just like <laughs> he's seen it before he just forgets yeah. but yeah like a lot of it you have not seen before that's that's a i, wild I saw i saw all of these but i have zero memory of them right um, yeah you don't have a nostalgic connection like there we've watched all kinds and i've been like yes i feel deep nostalgia for this like yeah. Thinking of the mermaid episode or the Slurm Factory episode or the ball of garbage or whatever, like right. all of those ones I feel very connected to. Right. This one, not so much. I think I must have just not watched these later seasons as much. I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into it because we have lots to cover today. So let's jump in. But the opening caption is big party at your house after the show. Yeah. Great. Beast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like ASMR for people. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boop Corner. Boop, there it is. Boop Corner was a weird one. I had written down a large Nixon-like head. It looked very much <laughs> like, you know, Nixon's head and all of these. I all these think episodes. this is one of my favorite things is your little descriptions of what you see on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toys Will Be Toys by Fleischer and Famous Studios. And I think last so week true. I looked it up. Toys will be toys. Toys will be toys. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, toys will be toys. You can watch this on YouTube. It's seven minutes long. It is a short from 1949. And let's see. Toys in a toy store come to life at night and perform in a toy parade before the doll princess, all of which leads to the screen song sing-along. Oh, you beautiful doll. Yeah, Alex, what is the IMDb average rating on Toys Will Be Toys? I, I don't know. 5.5? Uh, Pretty close. 6.1. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Featuring May Questel as the doll princess. So I'm looking it up something. on YouTube. Fascinating Whoa. that there's just She's also the voice uh, of Betty Boop. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Boop Corner. Yeah. Do you still edit in Boop There It Is every time? Every time. I think I've forgotten maybe like twice. Yeah. 
Yeah, here here it is. Uh, I'll show. Let me screen share the. Oh, I can't screen share the giant Nixon head. Is the thumbnail for one of these YouTube videos? See, look at this guy. Oh yeah, big Nixon energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, that's available yeah, for your viewing pleasure. Okay, so the episode opens up and. Yeah, there's like a recap happening on the news about a municipal swimming pool was robbed in the middle of the day. And Bender's like, oh, my God, this is that thing about me. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he's very disappointed because they didn't realize it was him. Yeah, they describe uh, it as a foul mouthed bandit making out with the contents of over three lockers. Yeah, three lockers and a sink. You want to hear some some gym neuroses from me? Sure. I I don't like using gym lockers yes, because I, I don't own a I don't own a lock, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like and I'm not going to buy a lock to go to the gym <laughs> and then you feel like uh, it's just annoying. And so I'll just carry my shit around as I'm mm-hmm. as I'm at the gym. Yeah. Is this common? So we have been doing that. We've been going running lately and we've been doing that where there's like a section. So we just like put our bag there. But mm-hmm. We do have a lock. Locks are like two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should just do that then you should just get a lock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got a couple so when we moved here we needed a u-haul and mm-hmm. i was, wasn't sure which type of lock would fit so i just like bought both and was like i'll use the other kind <laughs> i don't know anyway yeah we have an extra i have lock locking needs out. i have yeah. future locking needs. <laughs> exactly surely i'll need to lock something in the future and these are like two bucks maybe i could <laughs> send you one <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice see you next time yeah. next time i see you bring your spare lock Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yes, and so they say that the robber was a short, nasty, muscular, Caucasian human man. And I did note that he actually kind of looks like the human version of Bender from Anthology of Interest. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I didn't didn't clock that. Disturbing blonde Bender. I hated that. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And quite similar, I thought. But yeah, and Bender's like, what's the point of a caper if no one knows you did it? Yes, uh, all I ever wanted was for people to remember my name. It's Mm -hmm. Bender. It's Bender. Yeah, <laughs> it's Bender. Yeah. And Fry has a funny line where he says, like, when Bender asks what the point of this caper is, he's like, well, there's the material rewards. And then he opens up his like chest cavity or whatever. It's just like <laughs> a wat- a bunch of water and a flutter board and a kid. <laughs> yeah, I like that. When he realizes that he's not going to get famous for, for this, he says, he, I'm doomed to obscurity like the rest of you, especially Leela. <laughs> Very tough. An unearned jab. For- yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so then he makes a bunch of efforts to become famous where he's like, look at me, I'm stuck in this mailbox and mm. I haven't given up hope. Call a soft news journalist. Yeah, he the mailbox grift. He does the bender while rollerblading. Mm. He tries graffiti. Yes. Yeah. When he's doing the rollerblading, they're like, this circle is about free expression, not fascist moves. And I thought that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he goes back to work and he's the first one there, a new low. But it turns out that everyone was just hiding because they're throwing a surprise funeral for him. Yeah, so lots of small little moments in this theater. Uh, I I don't know if you remember this. I wrote down Hermes playing the organ, but it's upbeat. What is he playing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you say that, I have no idea. Yeah, it's quite upbeat. And he gets in the coffin. Alex, does this appeal to you at all being present to see what people would say if you were dead? Sure. I like people saying nice things about me. I mean, we famously <laughs> don't want anyone ever saying mean things about us. So Correct. Yeah, uh, I want no negative feedback. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's one of the times when you get no negative feedback, which is at your funeral. Good point. 100% yeah. approval on the day of your death. Yeah. How about you? Would, you? would you be into this? I mean, I also like when people say nice things about me. I'd rather not pretend to be dead. I think people should just mm-hmm. say nice things about me. Maybe have like sure. a toast instead of a roast. 
Not interested yeah. in a roast. Only interested in people Not saying nice no, things to me. No roasting. Okay, just just toaster. <laughs> yeah. Everyone write in with your Lindsay toasts. To Lindsay and Boop Corner. Every she gets Boop Corner almost every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Fry says that Bender was killed. He was crushed by a runaway semi driven by the Incredible Hulk, which is Bender's mm-hmm. favorite cause of death. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I like I like Zoidberg in this this whole scene of Zoidberg starts singing Danny Boy and, mm-hmm. and Bender gets jealous. Yes. Interesting that I have already brought up Shit's Creek once on this episode, but did you watch Shit's Creek? I did not. Oh my God, Alex. Well, oh, I, I watched the first episode and I didn't like it. And then people gave me the old, it takes a couple episodes. Well, watch the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did the same thing. I watched the first one, not into it. And then during COVID, I was like, let's try again. And I was like, oh my God, this is a perfect, yeah. perfect series. I love it so much. They all seem um, so mean. No, no. By the end of it, I was like, my heart is perfect. Yeah. Just wonderful. It's so wonderful. So much heart. Incredible television. I love mm. it so much. It's like Arrested Development, but if they were nice people, <laughs> okay. if they learned something at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so on Shit's Creek, there is a funeral episode and Moira, who's played by the incomparable Catherine O'Hara, says mm. that one time she was asked to give a eulogy and she didn't know what to do. So she's like, so I just got up there and sang Danny Boy, not a dry eye in the house. And then people similarly... Yeah, and then similarly, Johnny goes to make a eulogy. Can't think of anything to say. She stands up, saves the day by singing Danny Boy. So, yeah, a perfect moment. Alex, I'm really going to need you to watch the second episode. I think this is something you should do for me since I watched three hours of Spider-Man okay. for you. But but you knew, I mean, I guess you're <laughs> claiming that that it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Uh, I, okay, it's not going to be the greatest thing ever, but you're going <laughs> to like it probably. <laughs> why do they sing Danny Boy at funerals is what I was just looking up. Do you have any idea why this is a funeral thing? Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen. Yeah, yeah I don't know, because it's about a death. <laughs> yeah, I, it just says the song is often played at funerals where it is known to evoke strong feelings of grief and nostalgia in those who hear it. Hmm. All right. Just, is that what just like a nice song, I guess. No, that was Quora from <laughs> user from user Peppy Lyrics. Peppy Lyrics. Those are the opposite of Peppy Lyrics. Why <laughs> yeah, do they lyrics. sing Danny boy at funerals? Captures the essence of parting, resonating with the emotions surrounding death and departure. People are just like, it's the vibes. Man, I think ChatGPT just like plagiarizing what you just said. But really? Oh, my God. It holds deep emotional resonance for many people, particularly those of Irish descent. It evokes feelings of love, longing, and farewell. Emotional resonance, cultural significance, comfort and solace, and tradition. Tradition. That's not a good answer. Like, why do people traditionally do this? Because <laughs> yeah, it's what's tradition. The tradition. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, it's fine. All right, whatever. Longing. Okay, the lyrics speak to the feelings of longing and the hope of reunion in the afterlife. That seems like a good answer. Okay, that is a good answer. If it's okay. true. If it's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one of the best things about Bender is that he had a 0.04 nickel impurity. It's what made him him. Uh, <laughs> very, if he needed a small good. package brought in with it, a lot of x-raying and stuff, he always had a spare body cavity. Mm-hmm. Amy gets yelled at to to be louder and sadder as she's crying over uh, Bender. Yes, and Bender is starting to get, yeah, he's getting mean at this point where he says louder and sadder. But he also says, you people look like you're waiting for the bus. Say more about how great I am. And then Fry <laughs> tries to have this moment of like emotional resonance. And he's like, the most important thing Bender was is he was my friend. He's like, what? Who are you? You're nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's it? Yeah, he has the worst funeral ever. And then he storms off. Yes, he says that you convinced me my life is worth living by showing me how badly my funeral will suck. 
Yeah, a funny line. It also was quite funny to me how he throws away the bouquet that was on top of his uh, his coffin. And Amy goes, like the professor catches them and Amy goes, I know whose funeral we'll be attending next. <laughs> yeah. And the professor goes, oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Perfect delivery. I was contemplating whether this is a bike race and I have landed on not a bike race because okay. the, the, the theme of, even though the Egyptian stuff is totally unrelated, the through line through all of that is Bender wanting to be remembered and yes. wanting to, you know, live on forever. Yes, exactly. I feel like we need to get you a gavel. So you can be like, not by grace. Or like, by yeah. grace. <laughs> yeah, you made the call. All right. So the next day they are taking this giant sandstone block to Osiris 4. And mm -hmm. it's huge. <laughs> this thing is massive. Um, yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm trying to picture it. I don't remember it that well, but it's like many times the size of the ship, correct? Yeah, and they just like strap it over the top. But as soon as they get there, they are enslaved by Pharaoh Hamentatep and yeah. all, all the people there are like Egyptian gods and stuff. I will say we did a lot of hemming and hawing about racist stereotypes in the previous mm -hmm. episode. And yes. I mean, e Egyptians aren't a current society. <laughs> I, I mean, like, or I mean, I guess literal Egyptians are, but ancient Egypt is not. <laughs> Egypt a famously still real, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you got to imagine that there's a lot of a lot of stereotypes happening here, but we just don't care as much because that civilization is. Yeah, I have the same thought, I guess, where I was like, I I found myself noting that I was just like not looking into it at all of like how much of this is like even yeah. remotely accurate in terms of like who they have portraying what Culture. roles and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so like I looked later at let me see if I can find it real quick. The guys who are playing guards, they the disaster. Oh yes. Well either uh, either way, lots of these characters are like birds yeah. or like like head yeah. of a bird, you know, head of a lion, that kind of thing. Yeah. So the one with the head of a bird is like a particular god who is like for resurrection and stuff. And so I mm -hmm. thought that was kind of interesting how they tied that in. But yeah, I to me, it struck me as like, all right, this could be just like a half-assed like ancient Egypt thing, but didn't bother yeah. me in the same way. <laughs> yeah, same here. I yeah, some some good jokes here. As, as as soon as they land, they're like delivering the package, and the Egyptians sign it using hieroglyphics, just like a drawing of a bird as their signature. Yes, yeah, exactly. I enjoyed that as well. And they say like, oh, it's very nice, like much like the ten million identical blocks. <laughs> and they say, who's building it? You. And so now they are. Yeah, enslaved by the pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, Fry's a good line here. The worst thing about being a slave is that they make you work and don't pay you or let you go, which are the <laughs> only things like about the being only a slave. thing about being a slave. Yeah, yes. And so Bender suddenly has this moment of realization where he's like, "Oh my god! Like if I had a tomb and people spent their entire lives dying to make me a tomb, like I'd be remembered." Yeah, interesting. How there are definitely some like religious god themes in this episode which mm -hmm. ties very well with the next episode of Bender becoming god but I had written down a funny line it was I presume they're like you know making the pyramids or you know praising their gods and the the line that was good was bringer of the good parts of natural floods yes <laughs> yeah <very exactly>. nice. <laughs> yeah it's good yeah there was also a good sight gag I was remembering how we had a listener during our Simpson days who appreciated us calling it the specific sight gags but there is one kind of booth in the back where it's like how to lose weight or whatever. And somebody you just hear very lightly in the background, yes. the audio is like, so what we do is we starve you to death. Yeah, <laughs> like New York accent. Like, <laughs> what yeah. we do is stab you to death. 
All right. So Bender is like giving tips on how to make all of the enslaved people work harder and faster. And the guy from Hermes is like bureaucracy episode is here. This guy can't <laughs> catch a break. He's always just Good constantly call. I did not, a slave. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah. Bender's giving the slave driver pointers as Fry puts mm-hmm. it of uh, whipping faster. Did you ever see the animated Lord of the Rings like musicals from 1978? Can't say that I did. They're very good in that there's just like a bunch of bops and one of the one of the songs is a song led by the orc captains and it is <laughs> where there's a whip it's a wet there's a way oh, and God. it's a song about whipping the other orcs to you know be faster and better and it's it's quite catchy. Yeah, that's what's going on here where it was like they were counting the three and they're like, what if I just count one instead? Yeah. But yeah, so then the Pharaoh is about to free everyone and he's like, oh, this is great. And they're like, get the nose in place like the Pharaoh's coming. And he's like, this is amazing. A perfect temple. And then he's just about to free all of the slaves and he gets crushed by the nose. Yeah. As he's like dying, he's trying to release all the slaves and Bender is misinterpreting all of his statements. He's saying, tell the slaves they can all go Bender says, faster? Freeloaders? I agree. (laughs) Yes, exactly. He's like, no. And then he just dies. But they say that the next successor is going to be determined by the wall of prophecy the next day. (laughs) And you skipped over the Elton John singing Pharaoh and his pets. Yes, I have a line here that says prolonged Elton John sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's at the Pharaoh's funeral and... Yeah, oh yeah like this is when the the god whose name i have forgotten at this point but i had written it down previously so it's like anubis, he's to... maybe to the anubis so let's let's find out hmm. i i i knew that from lost i, I believe the four toed statue is is anubis so that was the like dog guard guys ah okay yes egyptian bird god horus horus yes. basic name yes indeed yeah and let's see Representing healing, protection, sun in the sky. Anyway, that's fine. So, <laughs> oh no, here we go. Both. Let me look that up. Both. Both. How do you spell it? T H O T H. Both. Both. Patron of the scribes. Seems like they were just throwing things in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Symbolizes sacred texts, mathematics, sciences, etc. So that's who this guy is. I did have a reason. I, li- in my I notes. like all that. Yeah. So they said like Pharaoh wanted to be buried with his favorite possessions, such as his heart and liver and the many goods he left in his royal garage. <laughs> yeah, also they this just bag of, a bunch of crap in there. Yeah. Yeah. That really made me laugh. But anyway, yeah. Then we get this prolonged Elton John sequence and he also get pu- gets pushed into the tomb. <laughs> yeah. So Bender is very sad, but then he goes and changes the wall of prophecies that it's going to say that it's him. And he just like hammers his head directly into the wall, (laughs) which was kind of funny. Yeah, I like that. Presumably the people that are looking for a new god are praying for, please free us from thoughts and responsibility, which is really, Mm -hmm. really what you do look for. Yes, exactly. It says, oh, they say, oh, wall, reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey, free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things (laughs) off of you, then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. <laughs> so good call and response there. Yeah. Yeah. Fry, Fry complains more about being a slave. You know what else thinks about a slave? The hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So good stuff there. They're just like trying to keep Fry in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Which is like maybe the best Fry of just here's here's a couple of good lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And so they say the prophecy is strange and crudely drawn at best, but it turns out that the pharaoh is over there by some tents and he's like, those are waves, it's the river. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it turns out that Bender is the next pharaoh and he has emerged from the place of spells and fairies just as the wall of prophecy prophesied. Yes, he says the cruelty of the old pharaoh is a thing of the past, let a whole new wave of cruelty wash over the land. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very funny line. Yeah, and so... He dances in, yeah, to the like walk like an Egyptian thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he says, yeah. build unto me a statue of ridiculous proportions that I may be remembered for all eternity. And Fry and Leela are just like responsible for carrying him around all day. Yeah. Someone says it hurts to breathe. And, he suggests, and then he says, then what do you think you should stop doing? Mm -hmm. Yes. He's a very, very mean pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But probably, probably about as mean as we see Bender getting. Mm -hmm. of yeah. Literally enslaving people and hoping that they die. Yeah, and this is where we we see, like, there's a long montage of them building the, whatever, monument to him, statue of him, and that's when he starts being like, remember me, and the statue breathes fire and is enormous, and they have to, like, go up into space wearing space helmets just to, like, work on the top of it. So. Yeah, I like that uh, in this montage, we see Bender whipping the architects as they're, like, like discussing the plans for building the statue. Uh -huh. Yes. The unveiling really made me laugh where they're like, okay, it's time. And then they just pull a sheet off of Bender. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah. And so he says, it's a good start, but it's definitely big. I just wonder if it's too big. And they're like, it's to your exact specification. He's like, yeah, too exact. So start over and this time don't embarrass yourselves. And I also would have to push this guy into a tomb. This is, this is very corporate of like, oh, you asked for yes. this like slide deck, but like, oh, maybe we should, like, change the colors. Not like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> like... It's too exact. So anyway, they tie Bender up like a mummy, and they just chuck him into his tomb. They're like, the pharaoh suddenly died. Yeah, <laughs> they like, are hey. just very over him. Yeah, and then they he's like, what about my servants? And so they throw Fry and Leela in with him, and it turns out it's just like a giant casino inside. <laughs> yeah, very nice tomb. Yes, very nice. Sort of funny from Fry, where he looks at Bender wrapped up as a mummy, and he's like, Bender, I hope that's you, because if it isn't, <laughs> we're in trouble. That's funny. I liked uh, there's a distillery down there and they ask, what proof is it? Some high number? Some high number? <laughs> yeah, it's 100% alcohol. Yeah. Actually, that's just from Infosphere. I don't think that's true. Some high number. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Fry or Bender says that he wanted them down there because uh, he wanted to see Fry and Leela remembering him for all eternity. And he's like, sorry, nothing can get in or out except for millions of snakes. <laughs> yeah. I thought Infosphere saw that or thought that that was an Indiana Jones reference, which is like tenuous at best, I feel like. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, so Leela's like, oh, this is like potentially explosive. So why don't we blow up the tomb? And they do it by being like, we're going to like get some kindling going. I don't understand why they didn't think this would just like make them explode immediately as well. But I mean, I guess it I guess it works. Yeah, it does work eventually. Yeah. And they end up just like running out of there. So it's like a very controlled explosion. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I like they taunt Bender here of, you know who I remember? That guy who used to bend things. Hermes. Hermes, yeah. I bet it wasn't someone who was good at stealing. Yeah, and he is very, very quickly manipulated with this where he's just instantly like, no, stop, fine. Because he, he doesn't want them to blow up his tomb because he wants to be remembered. But he's like, fine, there's mm -hmm. no point if you're just not going to even remember me when we're all down here together. Yeah, I guess Leela just like runs to the ship, which is still just sitting there and Bender's sad. See, this is why this is why ChatGPT can will never replace these shows, because this ending makes no sense. 
and like chat gpt <laughs> would like try to tie it all together but in this one they're just like no we're gonna like leave and like, we're just gonna go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sort of a cute moment from Bender where he's like, just leave me alone. But then he hugs Leela and cries. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. And the statue is still there going like, remember me as it explodes. Yeah. And she says, you don't need a statue to be remembered. You have your legacy as a brutal, tyrannical dictator. <laughs> <laughs> well, outlive any monument. Yes. One planet down, set course for Earth. I feel like we burned through this very quickly, but I don't know. There wasn't a lot here, I guess. I didn't have really any tangents to go on. I was thinking of asking, what's the deal with proof? Like 200 yes. proof would be 100% alcohol. That is my understanding. Yes. Like 51 proof things are 75% yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Why Why are they doing that? Great question. Don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there's like lots of measurement, you know, like metric system. What's, yes. what's the US system called? Imperial. Consider uh, the imperialist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It's named for its alcohol concentration level. 75.5% by volume. I don't know. That's yeah. odd. <laughs> it is very odd. Yeah. You simply double the ABV. But why? <laughs> why is ABV proof doubled? Around 1848, the United States... Seeking a simpler system, I don't know what the system was before, to find a spirit's proof as simply doubling the alcohol percentage. Maybe it's trying to prevent ridiculously high ABV where it's like 100 proof, that's the max. You can't go higher right. than 100 and that just ends up being 50%. So maybe it was like mm. a safety measure. Maybe. Hmm. Weird. It's tradition. Just like it's any tradition. tradition, it's a tradition. <laughs> yes, fine, fine. Who won this episode? Who won this episode? Not a lot of winners. Lots of people were enslaved and whipped and beaten. Mm -hmm. Bender had it pretty good for a while, but then was like thrown in a tomb. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess I guess the sentiment of the end of the episode is that he will be remembered for his tyrannical legacy. That's the impression that I have as well. And I would say there are lots of people who lost because lots of people died. <laughs> lots of people died. Yeah. Slaves in general lost. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh. The pharaoh died, but he was old. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. He had a good, run. good run. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All those cats that got thrown into the tomb. Yeah, cats. Anything the from Elton the start John of the episode, people. Elton John. Yeah, uh, the the gym that was robbed by Bender. <laughs> True. Yes, good point. Yeah, so lots of those people. And I was going to ask you what the next one's about, but you already know, so. I do know, and I believe I, I would have gotten it based on the title. It's uh, Godfellas, correct? Yes, yes. I think you've guessed the the Bender is God one before, and it was yeah. just like a silly one. So glad we're finally yeah. approaching this one. Yeah, but very exciting. Uh, this is an episode that I definitely remembered from my first run through. And Remember I know, me. Yes, I, ironically, I remembered it and did not remember this one. Yeah, good. All right, well, if people want to get in touch with us, how could they do that? Yeah, be just like Daniel, right in potoftomorrow at gmail.com. Give Lindsay toasts and only toasts. Yes, only toasts. Um, rate, rate the podcast on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. Spotify. Uh, I believe you can give star ratings there if you listen to a set number of episodes, which is quite a commitment. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, what are you up to? Uh, you can hear more from me over on Tukan Bird Pod, which is on the Bojack Horse Pod feed we are wrapping up season three of Tuca and birdie and then on to other things so wow. go check that out season three is the last season 
last season. Yes, I believe at the time that people are listening to this, season episode six will have just come out. So four episodes left. Nice. And then any ideas what you're doing afterwards, or is that Veep? Veep. That's fun. Yes. Yes. The Veep podcast. I like that tall man in Veep. Yes. Jonah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hilarious. Yes. He's very good. So, all right. So, by the time you, not the next episode, but after that, Alex will probably have watched an episode of Schitt's Creek. So, remind him of that. <laughs> yes. Bully me about that. Roast me about that if, if I have not done it. Indeed. All right. But in the meantime, we will see you next time for Godfellas. Bye. Bye. I'm just imagining the the gun smoke music now. <laughs> just use it every time. <laughs>